The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Nothing like myself. Nothing like myself. Nothing like myself. Nothing like myself.
What song, huh? Some song. Bear with me. We're, the, the computers are down, so I'm playing this off my telephone. I know! I know! are down we're doing music via the telephone it's even slacker than usual this show even less professional than usual i don't know what's going on with the internet good evening dear listener this is the late night alternative with me ian lee and Catherine boyle uh that was a song uh called i've got everything all over the place i won't follow him to the grave uh the singer was emma pollock we've had emma on before she's brilliant right um some of you old heads like me may remember the delgados and if you don't kids then um, that is your musical homework, is to go and dig out those records, those records, 10, 15 years ago. Um, Emma, of course, has done loads of three solo albums, I think, um, on her own. Um, but she also has bits and pieces. And this, we've got her on because she's doing a very special show and a very special album. Emma Pollock joins us on the line now. Good evening, Emma. Hello. I'm sorry, we, everything is kind of... Cl- First of all, we, I'm going to be honest, Emma, we only got into work about 25 minutes ago because we went to see... <laughs> Uh, a screening of Slade in Flame. Oh, my goodness, what a film. Have, have you seen it, the Slade movie? No, I haven't. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's brilliant. With the, the, the height of their fame, they made a really bleak... It's like a Hard Day's Night meets Kez. It's grim, isn't it, Kath? <laughs> I think you dig it. It's the first time I'd seen it, and I don't know what I was expecting, but I came out thinking... Wow, what a, what a film. So it's, it's a great film. You wow. might enjoy it. So we, kept, we saw that, and then we got in late, and then none of the computers worked. The Wi-Fi is down. Pizza has just arrived. So I apologise for a very slack... Unprofessional. We're all to cock. Unprofessional <laughs> introduction for something that is very important and to also one of our favourite artists. Emma, it's always nice to talk to you. Um, tell us about this project. This is Distant Voices, isn't it? This is the name of the, in inverted commas, group. What is it? Well, Distant Voices is more a project, right. really. That uh, it's it's um, it's it's basically part of the project that um, well, it's a project that's that's been that's been arranged by an organisation, a charity called Vox Luminous, based in Glasgow, that that basically explore communication between the public and the criminal justice system through the creative arts. Okay. And it's um, this particular part of it, Distant Voices, is 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 about putting teams of well groups of songwriters into Scottish prisons for three days, and the those songwriters write um, is eventually write songs with a, a combination really of prisoners, social workers, staff, um, all pretty much working together um, in the same room, but then eventually working quite, you know, with, with maybe songwriter and a prisoner one-to-one yeah. and, and eventually coming up with a song which, which really does say something quite personal and quite focused. Now, that um, song we just played, I Won't Follow Him to the Grave, that's you yeah. and Liam Forsyth. Now, is Liam... Who is Liam? Liam, uh, Liam was um, a prisoner in Inverness. Right. Uh, HMP, and when I was up there a few years ago, I met him, and we we wrote a song about about his relationship with his brother growing up. And that's a, and that's sto- that story in the song. That's mm-hmm. that's re- that's his story, isn't it? Yes, it's it's uh, it's all completely true. Gosh. Yeah, 
Gosh. His his brother was a huge influence on him. Yeah. Uh, as he as he grew up, and uh, he 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 basically wasn't always a, a, an absolutely positive influence, yeah. and, and I think that that's the, re- the reality for a lot of kids actually. Yeah, it's um, it's it's bleak, but um, for a lot of people, life is life is bleak, you know. And what is great about um, so how did it how did it work? Because did he write the? Does he kind of come with the idea and you kind of help shape it? What what's the what's the system that you would have in place working with someone like Liam? Well, I mean, it's a really interesting thing because on on day one, nobody really knows what they're going to do, and and everyone's a bit daunted, yeah, particularly the individuals who've who, who've never written a song before, yeah. or maybe even written any any prose or stories or anything. So the first the, the first day is really about starting to express yourself, you know, using words essentially, um, and describing things that have have maybe meant something to you in your life, and then and then eventually those individuals are encouraged to focus on a topic, and write basically just freeform, like write prose about it, yeah. and eventually then you know the songwriter can get involved and start to edit and present musical ideas and eventually there's a song and that song's recorded on day three. So it's it's it is astonishing how productive it mm. can be when when you're in the middle of that. The the most intense period is without doubt the middle of day two it's... because at that point things are you know, the prose is becoming to come through, the, the focus is there and, and, and it's time for the, the songwriter to release. Listen, anybody that's anybody that's sorry to interrupt, anyone that's ever written a song Right. I, I remember writing songs as a 15, 16 year old, and, and um, I, might, I found them recently, Emma, and I, I um, performed some on the show, didn't I, Catherine? You certainly did perform them, yes. I might, I might send her some. Let's, let's get a oh. mailing address and I'll send some. Oh, you well, never Emma, know. I, I don't think you're ready. I, you never know. <laughs> but, uh, but, but it is, it, it, you know, I remember be, as a young man, it was, it's a daunting thing to say to someone, I've written these words for a song, I've, I've, I'm exposing my soul, um, and I'm going to let you read them all before. It's a daunting thing to do. So for these these um, young people, I'm assuming they're younger, they could be any age. But for these people, as you say, who haven't written anything, who are not, um, not who are not performers, for them to be greeted by you know professional artists such as yourself and your colleagues, that must have been a tough old gig for them to I don't know relax or trust you or you know yeah. to be able to to expose themselves like that. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that it's incredible how much. Of- that, that those perceived barriers are broken down though you know as soon as everyone understands that, that they're in a space where everybody's you know personal uh, stories are respected mm. and, and we we actually have to get permission of course from those individuals before we can take the song outside of, of, of the prison environment right um but it's it's also though the 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 will of some of those individuals to open up is is absolutely is 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 huge because I think the lives that a lot of certainly prisoners that I've spoken to have led whilst in prison that there's a certain keeping the head down mentality. They're they're not necessarily wanting to talk too much about what they've been through, um, and and then when they feel in a safe space and and they're invited to do it, it's amazing how all of that is is upturned. Um, now, I, am I right? The album came out. Last year, April May time, is that right? Yeah, May, not known yeah, at this address. Year, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Is is I don't know I, I don't know what you can or want to reveal about Liam. I don't know if he's still in prison, but have you spoken to him since the release? And I wondered what he made of it. Briefly, and and to be honest with you, it's a lot of that communication is actually 
uh, handled by Voxel Luminous right. because you're right, it is, a, it is a really, you know, important relationship to be respected. Yeah. Um, and, and so I haven't had too much contact with him and I don't know that much of his personal circumstances no. at the moment. But um, I know that he was really happy with the song yeah. and, and I was delighted about that because it, it, when these songs come out of the prison, they're, they're only in a demo form and you don't actually know what they're going to turn into until you go into the studio and say, OK, we're going to make a record. And that's when things begin to really fly. And, and that, you know, this, this entire record, not knowing what this address, is, 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 you know, really, really worth seeking out and listening to. I mean, you can, you can hear it on the Vox Luminous uh, website, actually. Um, and it's, 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 it's quite unique and it's a really special record because of the, the, the very honest um, stories that make up the lyrics. I think it's... Uh, it, I, when I saw you tweeting about this, and we'll talk about the show in a second that you're doing in London on Saturday, uh, I, I thought this was such a brilliant idea because we have quite... Here's the thing, we have, we have quite a few prisoners. Yeah. Listening to us, I can't. We only the, find out when they come out. When they come out, I can't remember the name of the guy that that phoned up a couple of months ago, and he'd been inside for years, hadn't he? Yeah. He'd been in for a long time, and um, he, I think he'd got out that week, hadn't he? Yeah, and he was talking about how he didn't know what to do first. Yeah, but he wanted to go and stand on the grass. Wanted to stand on the grass, and oh, um, wow. well, you yeah. hear you hear all this rubbish, don't you? That it's a holiday camp, and they get it eat all of this crap that that gets kind of spouted by a lot of the press, and everyone I've spoken to who's been in prison and there's a few people of course it's not like that no, of course so it's not like it's, out, it can it? be humiliating it can be degrading shameful um it can be horrible and I, i'm a big fan of any form of you know obviously you know punishment but any form of rehabilitation and particularly um when it can be arts you know and it doesn't have to be songwriting painting you know learning an instrument reading poetry writing anything well, that's kind of expressive surely great. the point of prison is to make people care about life again yeah. right because selfishness i guess and, and, and other complicated reasons are what's landing them up in there and if they can just open themselves up it can only be a good thing can't it you would think so um emma you're doing a show um this saturday lunchtime i think it is 12 o'clock uh, one of the one of the greatest venues in the country, God damn it, the Union Chapel, um, and it's it's you 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 and and others are playing songs from this album, aren't you? It's not it's not a you know an Emma Pollock greatest hits. It's, oh it's... no no no! Listen, it absolutely is not that. I'm Incredible. I'm here. I'm I'm at the show, which is is all about distant voices yeah. and Vox Luminous and there's, there are four musicians playing and there's myself there's um, Louis Abbott of, uh, of uh, the band uh, Admiral Fallow um, there's Donna uh, Machocha who's uh, a fantastic musician based up here, a songwriter based up here in Glasgow um, and there's a, a fantastic songwriter from Glasgow as well called Joe Mango and we're, we're all basically involved in this project either Either on a more permanent basis, like Louis Abbott, or 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 perhaps every now and again, like you know my, myself. And th- there are lots and lots of different artists who've been involved with the, the songwriting sessions over the years, like Rachel Samani and C Duncan and Chris Drever. And basically, not everyone can always make every show. So what we're doing for the very this is the very first time that these songs will ever have been showcased outside of Scotland. Wow. So it's a really special show. Yeah. And it is just the four of us just to, you know, to make it easier for to get down there and, 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 and be able to get everyone down there. So it's basically uh, a combination of songs taken from that album, but also a selection of songs that have also been written as part of other Vox Luminous projects. Brilliant. But the one thing they all have in common 
is have been they've been written with a view to to inspiring discussion about the the justice system and community mm. and the public and all of those areas that remain quite you know hidden and, and sometimes not really embraced fully. Um, if, if, is it just who's driving? Is someone is what is you coming down? <laughs> who's who's doing the driving? I think it's Fergus. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You can all doze in the back. Let Fergus do the drive-in. Now, listen, Emma, you know that we love you, and we saw you, uh, gosh, I think it may have been two or three years ago when you came and played at the, the garage, I think it was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I just noticed online that your last album was three years and two months ago. Uh, oh. What the, what the hell is going on, Pollock? Where is your you homework? You're counting the months. Yes, I am, because we want oh, another gosh. one. What is happening? Gosh. Right, listen, listen. <laughs> listen, I've, I've listen. Booked, I've booked some time in April. I'm going away to write somewhere, Wicked. and a wee, a wee hideaway, and I'm and I'm going to get another album recorded by the end of the year. Yes, man. Make sure it is a hideaway, otherwise he'll be hunting you down. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, it's so lovely to talk to you. We're we're such big fans. I, I, I will tweet the link during the the news at eleven o'clock if people want to go and find out more about the show and go and see the show at the weekend. And um, any, you're, you're welcome anytime, Emma. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Oh. Thank you so much. Listen, thank you very much. I should just say that um, the the show uh, on Saturday is part of the Daylight Music series, um, which, which is held re- very regularly, I believe. Now, what Saturday is this? It says, so. it says music and cake. Yeah, well, you see... That, music, that, and that, cake. That, I'm very excited about that. We're having as many breaks as possible to try and consume as much cake <laughs> as possible. That, that's one of... That's one of the aims of Saturday. Well, so get down early, folks. In, in the 80s, um, Crosby, Stills and Nash would, would put breaks in their show so David Crosby could go and smoke a crack pipe. <laughs> this is where we've got to in 2019. This is broken Britain. Uh, uh, Emma, we're out of time. We haven't got time to ask you your views on Brexit, I'm afraid. That's a shame because I was hoping we I'm were going to solve it. <laughs> Emma, it's lovely to talk to you. Take care. Thanks so much and have a good show at the weekend. Thanks. Thank you very Bye, much. Emma. This is Emma Pollock. I love her so much. She's so good. Um, so the, 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 the act we were talking about, their distant voices, not known that this address is the album, but 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 I thoroughly, I thoroughly recommend you check out um, her solo albums, particularly The Law of Large Numbers and In Search of Harperfield. And I'm, I can't remember the name. There's one Delgado's album. Is it great? There's, I can't remember the name. Let me look up the name of it. And when we come back from the break, I will tell you one of the greatest albums that you've probably never heard. And it's a masterpiece. Uh, right, 0344 499 This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, thanks to everyone. Who is it who just pointed us in the direction of Charlie Wolf on Twitter? Someone just pointed us in the direction of Charlie Wolf. Charlie Wolf, obviously, you know, you know a broadcaster and, uh, you know, he used to work here back in the day. Um, and his, his Twitter feed doesn't read, um, doesn't read too well. He looks like he's having a little bit of trouble. Uh, I don't, I, I don't quite understand what's going on because I'm kind of glancing at it as we're doing stuff. Um, I don't understand his Twitter feed. I think he's... There's some neurological problem. I think he's waiting for some pain relief and it's not coming. And so... Well, his last one is five hours ago. Um, anyway, I've got what I think is Charlie's phone number. I haven't used it for a couple of years, so I've just sent him a text. 
just uh, saying, well, just saying that, that um, asking if he's all right and that I'm on air. But if he wants to have a little chat, I can, I can, I can come off air and you can take over for a little bit. Um, so whoever that was, someone just um, sent us a little tweet saying to have a look. So thank Mr. you, Mr. Chapelo. Thank you. Sorry, our internet's going really, really badly, very slow, and it keeps dropping, so we keep missing stuff. But thank you very much. Um, I hope you don't mind. I'm just going to keep my phone on. Just so that uh, if Charlie gets back in touch, I suspect he might be asleep as he's not posted for five hours. Um, I, I don't know the fella. I only met him a couple of times um, and he was very, very charming to me, very polite to me. Um, so more than happy to send him a little message and keep my uh, fingers crossed. Thank you for that, Mr Chapelo. We, um We'll see. We'll see. Okay, onwards with the show. Thank you very much, Emma. Oh, ah, the, the album. Honestly, honestly, you will not regret this. The Delgado's Universal Audio. It is a pop masterpiece from 2004, and it is just... Every song on there should have been a huge hit. It's such a great record. Universal Audio by the Delgados. There's my... Uh, you, uh, and last time I looked, you could get it for like £2.50 on Amazon. So treat yourself, kids. Treat yourself. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Good evening, Victor. Good evening, Mr Lee. That's correct, Vic. What you got? Right. Well, first of all, best wishes to Emma. On her project, she's great. I love Emma Pollock. Go and go and treat yourself. Buy her music, um, and also the show on Saturday. I should say, it's like it's suggested. It's a fiver, but it's pay what you can afford. I like those okay. shows. If you if you can't if you got no money, the great thing about those shows if you got no money, you got no work or anything, that no one's going to look at you funny if you just rock up and don't pay. So don't bring your credit card. Exactly. And leave them at home. Leave them at home. <laughs> I haven't got a credit card. No. I've got debit card. I don't have no credit card. People say, well, you should get... I had to get a credit card three years ago when I went to Greece because I needed it to hire a car. They wanted a credit card. And the guy in the bank was like, well, Mr. Lee, we've looked at your account and we can give you a, however, you know, five, ten thousand pound limit. I said, honestly, I don't care. And he was offering me all this insurance. I said, dude, honestly, I want it for three weeks and then I'm cutting it up as soon as I'm done. And he couldn't understand it. I said, I don't want one. I don't, I I tell you why, because 16 years ago, I got in really, really big trouble with a credit card because I was on drugs and I didn't understand what a credit card was and I was hooked on cocaine. So I just thought it was free cocaine money. <laughs> so I just kept going in and going and just getting more and more money. And because I'd been on the telly and I, I had at some point earned quite a bit of money, I wasn't then, I just kept phoning up the credit card and I think in the end it was up to like 25 grand oh like they would God. let me have for cocaine. Free cocaine uh, money, Victor. I know. I, I When my company went, when I wound my company up, yeah. I just gave them all back. They couldn't understand why no. anyway. People don't get it. No, cut it up. Cut it up. I mean, they, they're useful for, right, if you're making a big purchase and you want to have some insurance yep. on the money, but yeah. pay it off straight away if you can, because otherwise it ends up just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so just careful. send them back. Send yeah. them back. Yeah. Anyway, Victor, anyway. you've not called in for... You know, it's not moneysavingexpert.com. You're not as dull as that guy. This is, this is Victor. He's full of life and laughter and love. Vim what? and vigour. Vim and vigour, Victor. What have you got for us, Vic? Well, uh, Ian... Vic. Uh, sorry, you don't mind me calling you, Ian. Do you, you don't mind me calling you Vic, do you? I think he does. No, uh, actually, I prefer Victor. <laughs> there okay, we go. well, actually, I prefer Mr. Lee. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought last night was the first five, ten minutes, and probably after, but it, 
it was just brilliant. I oh, thought you were Can you remind can you remind me, was that the show that Catherine wasn't in the studio for? Oh, don't put Catherine down. She's lovely. Well, you just phoned in and said and and this is I'm not I'm just I'm just pulling you up, buddy, and then I'm gonna destroy you because Catherine's my best mate. You just said that the the show last night was the best five t- first five ten minutes because Catherine wasn't here. That's well ba- that's basically what he said. I don't think that's what he that's said. That's exactly what, that's what I Victor heard. said. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I didn't mention Catherine. It was you. It was implied. It was anyway, implied in the tone of your anyway. misogynistic voice. Wow. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. Anyway, the first, anyway, go on. I thought your um, repartee with the caller, who was uh, a knobhead. Um, okay. Um, was it Alan? I. <laughs> no, no, he was a new caller. Alan, he, was it you who started? Yeah, it was Alan. <laughs> So like, was, I, well, I thought it was a new caller. Okay, well. Anyway, I, I thought um, <laughs> you were a bit mean to George because Sorry? I always think there is gold at the end of the rainbow. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Yeah, but it's a bloody long walk to the end of the rainbow. It's about three years. Here's the thing. You know, um, can I tell I you... I wouldn't go near George's rainbow, mind you. Oh, he'd be getting sucked off at the end of it. Now, wow. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Catherine's struggling to talk because Catherine is very rudely eating. While I'm, I'm waiting until I'm the... I'm not on fire, look. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting till the ad breaks before I put pizza in my mouth. No, you're not. I can hear it moving around in your mouth. That's not. That's one of the, the potato wedges. <laughs> um, okay. Well, some people think we're mean to uh, to George, and some people don't, and that's that's life. Oh, life. Yeah, I, you can play either way. Either way. It's fine. Either way. But uh, but the first five minutes were good last night. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, the whole show's oh. good. Oh, All right. thank but you. But you, you started off, first five minutes were good, uh, the first ten minutes were good. You know, it, it was good. Okay. <laughs> but I'm all, I never get a chance to phone in because I listen to you on uh, the next day on a recording. Are you listen to a recording? So I, hope it's an ofi- I hope it's an official recording and not an unofficial one, otherwise we will have to report you to Ofcom. Yes, okay, okay. All right. Vic, thank you very much indeed for your call. It's appreciated. 0344-499-1000. Good evening, Alan. Hiya, Mark. Hello, Alan. Have you seen the new trailer for Avengers Endgame? No, I've not. I'm just seeing the trailer right now. It looks pretty good. Why don't you watch it from the beginning and describe it to us? Hang on. Let me just... At the beginning. Okay, buddy. We're looking at seeing... In black and white at the moment, recapping the events from the past Marvel film, we've got Iron Man... From the first film, and then with a mask, rain some light, and we've got Iron Man's old arc reactor, and then we got Captain America from as he was before in the first film. It's basically all the Marvel films being merged into one big super film with the news hero Captain Marvel joining the Marvel superheroes. You know Captain Marvel. Yeah. That's the newest Marvel superhero. All right. Is the trailer finished? Yes. Okay. Uh, it looks pretty promising. It'll be coming out next month in cinemas. I will be... Go- where, where, where is it coming out again, Alan, did you say? In cinemas. In cinemas. Uh, now, is cinemas... This is a question my boys ask me sometimes. Are cinemas the ones where it's real people or a screen? It's real people watching a screen. Ah. Well, that's, <laughs> that'll confuse That's me. true. All right, Alan, thank you very much indeed. 0344. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone. I remember the first time we took my sister to church, <laughs> and halfway through she um, 
the whispered to my mum, when are the ice creams coming? Oh! <laughs> so there's no ice creams. If you're a good girl, you get some wine. <laughs> Um, we had a great night tonight. I have to say, thank you to Dave Hill oh. and his team, Debbie and Abby. We went to the screening um, of Slade in Flame at the Regent Street Cinema, and we we couldn't stick around for the Dave Hill Q and A because we had to come and do this rubbish. And also, you know, it's going to last four days. Exactly. Um, but we went and saw Slade in Flame. It's a great cinema. I know some of our list, well, one of our listeners, Ripley, works there. It was from Ripley Freighters. Uh, works. It's a great cinema. The first cinema in this country, I believe. 1894, mm-hmm. I think, is the, the date I saw. Maybe maybe 1884, used actually. used to do silent films. Yep, yep, yep. Then it got um, clo- it closed down and used as a university lecture hall. There we go, you see. That is that brought, is the life of a cinema. Brought now back it's... four years ago. It's amazing. Okay. All right. That's, that's con- You didn't need to say it did silent films. Why? Well, because in 1884, that's all they had. You know that, because you remember it, but some of these people are young. Idiot. So we went and saw it, and we were thrilled. First we saw this guy, Jonathan, who um, I worked with years ago. He edited a monkey's film that I made. And um, he's everything we go to. As we were walking in, approaching the door, I went to Catherine. Is that Jonathan? And it was. Of course it is. He's a very distinctive looking fella. But he's at everything. And we Mm -hmm. we don't plan it. Was he at They Might Be Giants? He was, wasn't he? He's been at a few things. We, when we went to see that terrible Nicolas Cage film, he was there. So many things. So that was nice. Then we walked in and we just chatted. Um, and then Debbie, who works with Dave, um, said, came over and said, oh, hello. And we were chatting to her and she was telling us about the 20 pairs of boots she bought in Nashville. Um, and she said, oh, do you want to go and say hello to Dave? And I never like going to say hello to people before a show. No, because it might put them off. Yeah, they want to get in the zone and stuff. And I'd know that, uh, you know, it's, it can be slightly off-putting. And I said, well, look, if he's up for it, we will. But uh, honestly, that's, we're not we're here to see the film. We don't want to get in the way. So she went off to ask him five minutes later. Yeah, Dave wants to say hello. Walked into Dave's dressing room. He's holding court with an amazing jacket. Oh. Some jacket, wasn't yeah. it? He's still he's still working the rock star look, um, and we had a lovely um, chat from him, <laughs> and we got some nice pictures, and he was he was delightful, and he talked about when he came on here, and he said how he really really enjoyed it, um, and then uh, there was a guy there called Martin whose last name escapes me who ran runs Heavenly Records, married to Sarah from Cracknell. Sarah Cracknell. Saint Etienne. Saint Etienne, that was it. And I'd been to his house years ago because he collects Vox guitars. And uh, we, I filmed a documentary about Vox and I went there not knowing he was married to Sarah Cracknell from Saint Etienne, who, let's be honest, everyone had a huge crush on because A, she was beautiful, and B, that kind of soft, whispery chanteuse. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Kind of chanteuse voice, wasn't Martin it? Martin Kelly. That was it, Martin Gale. That kind of, she had that very kind of whisper, her vo- vo- version of um, the Neil Young song, Love Love Will Break Your Heart, Only Love Will Break... That's, I mean, oh, God. Um, in fact, I must get Fox Bass Alpha again. That's some record, actually. And she was making me cups of tea all day. I'm thinking, flip it, eh? This is the life. So we met, I met Martin again. Anyway, you've never seen Slade in Flame. No, I, haven't I haven't seen it for a long time, and I've forgotten loads of it, but I rave about it a lot. What did you make of it? I thought it was incredible. Now, you said it was going to be bleak, so I was expecting threads. <laughs> That's now my measure of Not bleakness. Not territory, no. But it's really funny and charming. I've forgotten how many good lines there were in there. Yeah, and, you know, it's of its time, so there's some, you know, uh, classic sexism in there, which is kind of um, funny. But yeah. it, there's some funny bits yeah. and um, just forgotten how, well, how could you forget, but how charismatic Noddy Holder is. But they're all they're actually all great. really good, they're all good great. actors. They're all great. 
But he, but Noddy doesn't come in until about ten minutes into it, and it's like, oh, now the film's begun because yeah. he is. He's got such presence. Every line he says. Ah! <laughs> Every line he says. Well, you shut up! You can just imagine it being the intro to a song. <laughs> baby, baby, baby! Everything. Get me a coke. If you notice as well, all of their lines were quite short because yeah. they couldn't remember the words. Well, because they're not actors. It didn't matter. But no, but I, they were good. They were really good. I, I thought. thought they were. I thought they were cracking. Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking um, Spice World as your measure yeah. of, of pop stars doing films that aren't usually actors, yeah. forget it. These guys. It was quite convincing. It's good, and also I'm not really. I'm not really a fan of Tom Conti. I always find him. A bit. I, I just, to just, Tom Conti? It just annoyed me because he, he he launched a campaign when he got a parking ticket once. And I just thought, suck it up, man. Um, but he was young. Tom Conti is is dark. Yeah. What a what a bee. A toad, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's such a good film. If you were there and you stayed for the Q and A, well, lucky you. Um, what was lovely? It was lovely seeing it with. An, it's funny, isn't it? Seeing films that you've seen on your own before or with one other person in a crowd because. Um, big cheers. People laughter. were applauding the songs. People were applauding after the songs, yeah. Um, uh, in the credits, I started a round of applause when Tommy Vance popped up in the credits. You hear that? That was mm-hmm. me. Tommy yeah. Vance is in it, and I'd worked with Tommy years ago, so I started a round of applause. People joined in. Um, people were were laughing. People, it was it was great. It was great. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Such a good film. Um, onwards with the show, dear listener. Um, 0344 499 1000. Is, what is it... Um, the, the man shouts. What does he shout? Discord! What? The man. Order! No, no, no. He shouts... Discord! Um, oh, he shouts something when... Because he does... Before they go and vote properly, mm-hmm. House of Commons and Parliament, I'm talking about, he will do, like, a, the eyes. Because if there's, like, a massive majority, then he doesn't need to go and have a vote. I think. I think. If it's, like, the eyes... Whoa, the nose... The eyes have it. I think that's how it works. And if it's if it's not as clear cut as that, but uh, he shouts after he's done that, and there's not an agreement. He shouts something like Discord. Oh, what does he? Oh, what does he shout? I've not been watching House of Commons Wars as clearly. No, I listened to it tonight. I didn't. Again, didn't have a clue. Did not have a clue what was going on. But I loved it. Oh, someone phone in and tell me what he shouts, please. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Division. That's what he shouts. Ah, Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Chris. Division. That's great. Here's the thing, right? TV people. Start a show called Division, exclamation mark, where people have to agree on stuff, and if they don't, they shout, Division! I'd, I'd watch it. You don't, and here's the thing. I've seen crap on TV. I've seen Penny Shove. You don't have to, you don't have, to have any more than a, of a format than that. People shout in Division. I'd watch it. Five o'clock on ITV. I'll put any old crap out. Here's some good news. You know Pledge Music? Um, the the thing where you can help artists, musicians, um, re- record and release albums. You 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 give them a few quid, and 
They say, you know, if you give us a tenner, we'll give you a CD. If you give us 25 quid, you'll get a signed album, 50 quid. You get our firstborn child. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and it looks like they were or are or going bust. I don't quite know what's going on. I know the guy that owns it or certainly owned it was being investigated for something like a $25 million fraud. Um, and I know a load of people had, had put money into records, people's records. I'd done it with my life story, although they hadn't actually taken the money. And I'd also done it with Neil Innes. And, but the money had been taken. It was 50 quid plus £3 fees for Neil Innes. Uh, and he never got any of the money and we were never getting the money back. I got the money back, ah. I think. I certainly had an email saying I got the money back. I have not checked my bank account. So... Um, if you, uh, uh, I know a couple of people uh, had given money, particularly for Neil Innes, it's certainly worth checking to see if you've got it. And if not, I did it through my bank. I certainly got my bank to get in touch with them. And I, even though I hadn't done it on a credit card, I, I should have done it through PayPal because you would have definitely got it back. But I did it on a debit card. And I think you have like 120 days or something to complain about a debit card transaction where it looks like it's fraudulent right. and this certainly this certainly smelt fraudulent um as the the money wasn't going to the place it was going to so i got my money back which means and I'm, i'll do this tomorrow i might do it during the news actually i can now go to neil innes who's taking funds directly and say here's your money neil let's get this record let's get this record made come on dude like neil innes keeps saying he'll come on on the show and then just just doesn't so i don't know what's going on there but um always a bit of onion um I'm certainly happy to do that. And here's something we were talking about yesterday. Someone just tweeted me this. Thank you. This is from Sky News. Former Liberal leader Lord David Steele has been suspended from the Liberal Democrats following his evidence to the inquiry into child sexual abuse about Cyril Smith. If you remember yesterday, uh, we were saying it was incredible. Division! <laughs> it was incredible. By the way, if you want to play Division, 03444991000. We'll make up a game on the spot. It will be easy. And then some, t- some 19-year-old coked-up TV boy or woman will will sell it to ITV um we were talking yesterday about how he had said that um he asked Cyril Smith if it was true that he molested young boys uh in 19 he asked him in 1979 whether it was true he'd molested young boys and Cyril Smith said yes and David Steele didn't do anything about it in fact eight years later he suggested that Cyril Smith should get a knighthood which is, I mean, if the if him not saying anything wasn't bad enough, you think, well, how could how could you make that worse? Oh, he suggested he get a knighthood, which he did. I see. It's as if he just saw it as a little peccadillo, <laughs> like enjoying a bit too much cake. Or well, I here's the thing. I think I don't know if David Steele is public school boarding school public school, but I think a lot of those public school boarding school men boys, I think they do think it, there's a famous clip well, it's just a phase yeah i think they do yeah certainly back in the day i don't know i wouldn't i don't know about now certainly back in the day i think they do because there's a lot of it going on um there was a lot of it going on there's a very famous clip that james o'brien plays quite a lot i don't know where it's from i think it's from a documentary from the early 80s and it's an mp who worked under uh margaret thatcher a male MP, because someone will find the clip and send it to me, saying something about um, if any of our MPs have any problems that could get them blackmailed, then they should come to us and we will sort it out for them. For example, if they've been caught playing around with little boys. Something like that. Paraphrasing it, I think it's actually more explicit than that. I don't know. Can someone find me 
the 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 clip and uh, s- send it to me because um, be interesting because I I think in the seventies and eighties those old public school boarding school boys I think a number of them I don't know I'm painting in very broad brush strokes about something that actually I should probably try and narrow down a bit but it, I, I, I'm I'm addressing that I'm doing very broad brush strokes here. But I think a lot, a significant number of them would think it was nothing really... They certainly wouldn't think it was gay. Oh, I've heard the term before, because I knew some public school boys, yeah. and this is like obviously 20-odd years ago, yeah. who said, yeah, he wasn't really gay, he was school gay. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, 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 Where it's like experimentation, because there's no girls there. Yeah, yeah, uh, I've read similar things it's not not gay. but that's quite different from a man and a boy though isn't it um well you, a, lot of, a lot of like sort of my favorite comedians some of my favorite rock stars would go to these schools and they do talk about getting buggered yeah. you know by the the older by the sixth form right sometimes by a teacher <sighs> i know i know incredible uh Incredible times. Um, so, yeah, David Steele has been suspended from the Liberal Party, which is which is great news. Um, and uh, I, I, it's, it's a murky world that we live in, guys. It's a very, very uh, murky world um, that we live in. Catherine, have you got anything? We've only got three. I, I, I don't really want to kind of dive into anything big because we've got three minutes and then we've got the news. And um, Oh, I know what I was going to talk about. Yeah. That MP earlier this this morning. Oh, 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 the guy's a genius. Yes. We <laughs> nice tried to get him on the sorted, show. everyone. No need to worry about it. Read the, his tweet. Read the, his tweet word for word because this is genius. And shame on everyone. I asked this guy online. I said, intre- well, you read it first. Go on. This is from Scott Mann, who is uh, the former postie. This is how he describes himself. Now delivering for North Cornwall in Westminster, Conservative MP, Scott Mann. Scott Mann wrote... <laughs> I mean, I had to check if he was real. Every knife sold in the UK should have a GPS tracker fitted in the handle. It's time we had a national database like we do with guns. If you're carrying it around, you better have a bloody good explanation. (laughs) Obvious exemptions for fishing, (laughs) etc. Some of the tweets. Think you need a GPS tracker fitted on yourself, you absolute weapon. Less of a weapon, more of a tool. Um... Uh, they used to put di- they they have to put directions on shampoo bottles because of people like this. <laughs> Becky Zongalero wrote on my feed. Uh, we need to pop one of these GPS trackers and everything pointy. TBH umbrellas, pencils, clock handles, etc. Claire, the need for Tweed Jones added shoes. Concord, the shard. <laughs> James Felton uh, has tweeted: Going to work as normal, taking cutlery with me for my pat lunch. Police slam me to the ground, tasering me in the nuts. You better be effing fishing, son, or you're getting locked up for a long time. Well, she poo had a great response. If you wanted to use a knife in a crime, you'd just separate the blade from the handle, and the blade would have an alibi. Nonsense. This is a great. This is my favourite one, Mike McKinley. There's been a stabbing. Quick, get me the GPS tracking for every knife in a three-mile radius. Okay, it says there are 120,000 of them, mostly in kitchens. Bollocks. Thought we had them then. Could ask those young lads with the machete. Nah, they've got a mackerel. They've been fishing. (laughs) (laughs) This one from Tony Jones. Surely the answer is to only make blunt knives. If the boffins can devise safety scissors, it can't be beyond their ability to apply the same technology to knives. (laughs) (laughs) It's brilliant, right? Shame on it, because I then tweeted him. Interesting suggestion... 
Um, something certainly needs to be done. Would you come on my show tonight to talk about it? Right. And loads of people went, it's obviously the worst suggestion ever. What are you thinking? Are you an, are you an idiot inviting this guy on? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Seriously, Ian? GPS in Blades? Guys, it was obviously an awful idea. I'm not going to say to him in a tweet, you're an absolute melt. Come on my show so we can laugh at you. Please. I know what I'm doing. But he didn't come on. <clears throat> uh, so we did that 13 hours ago, 18 hours I, I think this is a mild doubling down. Yeah. Bad idea, serious problem. Here's a read-through of the replies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, three, Russell, stay there. We'll come to you after the news. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. What would you put a GPS on? This is the Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10, with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. It's the late night alternative. It's a late night phone in show five nights a week, with me Ian Lee, her Catherine Boyle, uh, where you can call him about absolutely anything you want. It's kind of been a slightly disjointed uh, show this evening. We we found out that Charlie Wolf isn't particularly well. Someone pointed us in the direction. We don't quite know what the deal is. I've texted him. 
Um, and I remember actually, I, I've interviewed his wife a couple of times, the three counties we, we spoke to her. So I'm going to see if I can find, have you found an email? Yeah, I've got her on Twitter here. Okay, brilliant. Um, okay, brilliant, brilliant. I'll send her a little DM because I think she follows me. And uh, see if there's anything we can do there. I don't quite know what's going on. Um, but always a worry because, you know, I, I disagree with almost everything Charlie Wolf stands for politically. Um, but he was a great, he is a great radio host. And when I met him a couple of years ago, I was kind of fanboying off him, you know, because I used to listen to him um, a lot. Um, so if we hear anything, we'll, 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 we'll let you know. Uh, and thank you to the, the people who put us um, in that direction. That is appreciated. We've talked about pledge music. We've talked about prisons. We have talked about David Steele. We've talked division. Um, and then the, the caller's just gone. He's just about to go to Russell and he's just put the phone down. Russell, I was just building up. To a big old, and now we're going to go to Russell. Can we try and get Russell back, please? Amy, this is the problem with the callers these days. They haven't got any spunk. There's no spunk about them. When did spunk become... Was it originally seminal fluids and then it became, you know, enthusiasm? And, and Or was it? did it start off as an enthusiasm... And and change to mean spaff. Kind of always does start off as enthusiasm. Well, it doesn't it? it? Yeah, doesn't it? Just wait, wait, how can one word mean such different things? It's the rich tapestry of the English language. When you say that guy's got spunk, that guy's got spunk. That guy's got oh spunk. It's two very very different. I want to. In some ways, I want a spunky guy on my side. In many ways, I don't want a spunky guy on my side. You know, it's um. <laughs> It's She's a... incredibly spunky. Oh! <laughs> Again, you know, could be a great candidate for The Apprentice. Or someone that you don't really want to spend <laughs> too much time with. We're, d- we're here tomorrow night, 10 till 1. And we're also here Saturday night, 10 till 1 as well. Russell isn't picking up because Russell is, is, is Russell's full of spunk. That's why he's not picking up. Maybe he soon will be. I don't know. Uh, but we're also here Saturday night, and we're kind of thinking Saturday night, laid-back vibe. Laid-back. Any more laid-back than this rubbish. Uh, Saturday night, laid-back vibe. So we might just do three hours of call straight to air, trying to get people to count up to 40 in sequence. <laughs> I spy. Let's play I spy on Saturday. Yeah. Just... People won't be used to it. Should we pretend to be recorded? Well, this is what I was thinking of, this is what I was thinking, pretending to be. I wonder how many phone calls they get on a Saturday night when we're not in. Here's the thing, the, the best of, this is mean of me to say it, but it's true. The best of us on a Saturday night gets more listeners than the show that used to be there. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, <laughs> come on. Well, what I'm thinking is, what if we put a best of out every night of the week? Would that get more listeners than us? It's It's got to be. It's got to be. Worth a try, hasn't it? Stonehenge. Ancient ravers have it. Ancient Britons. Why do they call them Britons? Because. And not yeah. Britains. Ancient yeah. Britains. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Oh, because you were about to try and call me out and then you walked it back. Britons. 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 Britains. It should be Britains. Great Britain. No, I think. Go on. Britain. Go on. It's the person, and Britain is describing the homeland of the Britons. Oh, okay, mate. All right, whatever whatever you think. No, I think that's it. Okay, yeah, but why? 
What, what, okay, I know that, but why? Literally semantics. Okay. Not literally. Ancient Britons... <laughs> yes, literally semantics. I hate when people say literally and they don't mean literally. Yeah, but I actually do mean it. You, I don't think you do, actually. Yeah, I do. You literally don't. I actually do. No, you act, oh, do you actually or I do totally you literally? I do. Actually, totally I, or literally? I... It's all three. You don't. You don't. Don't tell me what I... Fundamentally believe. Okay, now you're bringing um, uh, terrorism into it. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> Ancient Britons travelled to huge fias- feasts. Excuse me. Fiasts. Sorry, me. Travelled to huge feasts near Stonehenge. From all over the, I just I hadn't seen the word feasts written down uh, for, before. From yeah, you all- have big feasts. Sorry. The king of lollies, the big feast. I've never seen a big feast. Is that... Haven't lived. No? Okay. Ice card. I'll tell you what I miss. We're not doing old ice cream. It was the king of lollies before the magnum. Is a big feast like a feast? It's solid chocolate. Yeah. Inside, ice cream, and then crunchy a crunchy shell and like nuts on it. Yeah, that's a feast. Big feast. It's not it's called, called a big feast. It's not called a big feast. It's called a big feast. No, it's a feast. Mm, no, it's called a big feast. What did... Well, it's, on the packet it says feast. Well, now it does, yeah. Um, what did your mum used to call a cooked breakfast when you were kids? Uh, so I've just remembered my, my mum used to call it a man's breakfast. <laughs> did she? Yeah, do you want a man's breakfast? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, I do, yeah, please. What did the man say? He was never at home. Oh. Uh, yeah, man's breakfast. No, my mum didn't call it that. Well, your mum hasn't lived. Mm, my mum was one of four daughters and... Okay, I don't know what that means. means that there was uh, only one man in the house and it wasn't his breakfast. Ancient Britons travelled to huge fee- feasts <laughs> near Stone... To big feasts... Stonyhenge. Near... S- Let's go to Andrew, first of all, because I need to just calm down ever so slightly and you need to just compose yourself. Good evening, Andrew. Hi there. Hello, Andrew. It says on my screen, Andrew, big fan of the show, knows nothing. No, I... Um, oh, that fella from last night. Oh, the big... OK, all right. Question number four. I am a big fan of the show, but I'm, I'm a new fan. But um, I was wondering if I could talk to you about something. Yeah, go on. But you know my bullshine detector is the best in the country. No, honestly, I, I have just beaten cancer. If you want medical evidence, I'll pay you, have to send it to you, but... I would, like medi- well, I would like medical evidence, please. I'd like a note from your give doctor. Give me your email address and I'll send it to you. Um, my email address is classified information. Why does your phone line sound so bad? It's a bad... It's a crap phone line. Okay. Why are you spending too much money on going to hospital? Um, no, I've got a bit, um, I'm having a transplant tomorrow. Oh, um, are you having it tomorrow, are you? I'm starting it tomorrow, yeah. You're having a transplant tomorrow? Starting it I'm tomorrow. starting my stem cell transplant tomorrow, yeah. Okay, all right. All right. And um, I'm pretty nervous about it. Okay. Um, what did you have for dinner tonight? Peas on toast. Aha! You're not allowed to eat if you're having a transplant the next day! Yeah, you can. Okay, no fair play. He's got me there. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know his stem stem cell transplants. I don't know. Um, that is, I had. Uh, well, hang on a minute. Yeah, hang on a minute. You said you've beaten cancer. So why are they giving you stem cell transplants? Ah. Uh? To stop it, to reduce the risk of it coming back. Fair play. I don't know if that's true or not. That could work. <laughs> He's got that you could there. Is that could work? That could work. Two. All right. Okay. No, it's fine. I'm going to keep challenging him, but. Um, you know, uh, okay. Well, I, okay. Well, okay. Well, then let's uh, let's talk. Let's talk. Um, so back in January, I've ah, asked, stem cell transplants are illegal in this country. Ah, ha! 
Are they? Yes. What makes them illegal? The fact they're against the law. Google it, my friend. So, they're Ill- basically, you're saying what I'm having tomorrow is illegal? Yes. So, if I don't have it, I'll die. I'll have the risk of it coming back. That's what you say. I say stem cell transplants are illegal in this country. Okay. Anyway, last, so last January I was diagnosed... 2-1. What? 2-1. Go on, carry on, carry on. Last January I was diagnosed with stage 4 Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh-oh. Blood cancer. Stage yeah. 4? I was 25 at the time. Yeah. I'm now 26. I've had three failed treatments. On the fourth one, they got it. Okay. Doesn't stage four mean that you're dead? You're like almost pretty much dead. I thought that as well, but no, it just means it spread in, into more places than it was originally found. Okay. Um. So I had four failed, uh, three failed uh, treatments. So on my fourth one, they finally got it. But I've had so much chemotherapy. I need to. I need to have a stem cell treatment transplant to make sure it never comes back okay and um it involves me going up london and staying up there for a couple of months right it's a pretty rigorous yes regime but i was pretty nervous about okay. it so. okay well, here's the, here's the thing right honestly i don't i don't know if i believe this right but if this is true we'll, we'll go along we'll go along with it all stage four cancers are terminal no i know I know you know. I know. Um, okay. Uh, uh, there's just, just something about you, Andrew. Whoa, there's something about you, Andrew. There's just something about you that that smacks of whimsy. Right. But then I don't want to be... You know, I'm the guy that saved a, a guy's life a few months ago. I don't want to be the guy that now belittles... Someone with stage four cancer. Right. So this puts me in a very difficult position. So I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you some of my stem cells. I don't need your stem cells. I've got my own. I'm going to give them to you, whether you want them or not. You will You will get a celebrity stem cells. Get them through the post. Are you using your own stem cells? Yeah. Um, I was harvested on the 25th of February. And uh, I needed two. You need two million stem cells of, of, to, for it to be successful. But I, I had six point seven, so I had enough, more than enough. Okay. Well, um, okay. I just I don't I believe this guy. When they read the second paragraph, it's possible. Yeah. Here's the thing. Every here's what's going on, Andrew. This is this is an exciting moment for us. Every literally everything you're saying, we're googling. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, I tell you what. Why don't me and Kath come and visit you in hospital tomorrow? Gladly. Honestly, I'll, I'll be glad. To. I'll be in London, Euston, uh, Euston, UCLH, Macmillan Hospital. What time? I'll be there for month uh, for about two months. So any time. All right. Okay, great. We'll see. We'll see you there. Then. Who do we ask for? Andrew Morgan. Right. We'll see you. We'll see you there then. I bring my stem cells. He's got his own. Are you really? Come on, man. Are you really? Is this really happening? 
Am I, am I likely to ring up a, a radio station? So, honestly, we've, we've had worse. You, you haven't been listening for very long, Andrew. Yeah, because we've had people phone up and say words to us. Yeah, I know. Well, fair enough, I haven't been listening for that long. But... No, I know. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take you at face value because we are we are great people, Catherine, and I. we're very kind, generous, trusting people. Um, and if we find out what you're lying, we're going to kill you, OK? Uh, I'd, I'd welcome that, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. You, okay. That's good. All right. So, what do you want? I, I just wanted to talk to someone about it. Some of us. Okay. Well, how are you feeling, man? You must be nervous. I am just doing uh, it. Yeah. 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 Um, but but because here's the thing: stage four cancer is is more often than not fatal. Not always, but more often than not. So when they said that, yeah. you must have been cacking yourself even more, surely. I was I was at work at the time when they rang me. They said we're going to get you in tomorrow to start your chemotherapy. Um, wow. so I went quiet. I went white. Went quiet. Didn't speak to no one. It's horrible. Yeah, but um, well, and you got to stay in the hospital for the whole this whole run of uh, stem cell stuff. Yeah, stem, because my immune system stuff. will be destroyed. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I bet it will. I'll be like one sneeze could put me into a dangerous position. Um, yeah. Were you, well, you, uh, are you able to phone us from hospital? Yeah, I should be able to. Well, then there you go, man. Then then, then give us a, give us a call and, um, make sure there's like a bleeping machine or something in the background. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, listen, man, if you haven't been listening for a long time, if you had, you, you would know why Catherine and I are being quite so cagey about this whole, this whole thing. Because we get, we get, you know, some dodgepots phoning up. We had a guy once phoning up, pretend, a kid phoning up, pretending he was a farmer. So literally anything goes. Uh, we I'll, wait. I'll tell you when I did start listening. It was um, when that Michael Jackson impersonator was he was talking to. That's uh, when I started listening. Oh, okay. To oh, okay. Blimey, that is new. So yeah. it's not. It's fairly new. It's fairly new. Yeah. He, he, um, he got unhappy with that and he's complained. Anyway, that's by the by. Andrew, we wish you the best of luck, man. And um, thank you for being a good sport. And hopefully we'll speak to you during your treatment. And, and um, yeah, lots of luck. Thank you, and um, hope you two continue to do a great show. And I, I love you, sir. Oh, you're good. You're good, man. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate that. How bad do you feel now, Catherine? You didn't believe that young man. That young man is going through hell. Some extremely fishy behaviour yesterday. That young man is going through hell. And you not only belittled him then, yesterday you encouraged me, and you did as well, actually, Amy, you both encouraged me to cut him off multiple times times thinking it was funny wow wow scumbags i think we should probably play some adverts experience the unconventional the unpredictable and the completely unorthodox with rule free ian lee the late night alternative with ian lee i've got no internet for the last four days on talk radio Oh three four 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 nine nine or one thousand is the telephone number. Let's try this story again, shall we? <laughs> Ancient Britons travelled to huge fear feasts near Stonehenge from all over the country more than four thousand years ago. Experts have found it made the pre it made the prehistoric. I pause then because I'm, what I'm one thing I'm great at, which no one else can do. You certainly can't do it, Catherine, and you probably can't, dear listener. Is I can read the end of a sentence while I'm looking at the start of it. Oh, I could do that. I was a newsreader. Okay. But I can be saying the start of the sentence, and already my eyes are at the end of the sentence, end of the yeah. paragraph sometimes, quite often at the end of the piece. You see, I'd do that, but I would have just read it smoothly, whereas you went, uh, 
That's because I was doing it for dramatic effect. Oh, I see. Yeah, because uh, I'm also a, a, an actor. It made the prehistoric stone circle the forerunner of the Glastonbury Festival. Sorry, what there? Of the Glastonbury Festival. Okay. You know, um, Coldplay and uh, Paul McCartney. A landmark study of pig remains, the prime feasting animal. You like them. What does that mean? You feasted on a pig remain. What do you mean? What are you talking about? For JJ. Oh. You're like those kids that shout at me on the bus. Do they shout? Hmm? What do they shout? You ain't a pig's fanny! <laughs> That's true, though. They're my kids. <laughs> A landmark study of pig remains, the mm. prime feasting animal, please. Yummy. It's not the worst fanny I've eaten, all right? Wow, there's no need to be rude. Revealed the gatherings drew people from hundreds of miles away. Revelers could have easily eaten swine raised close to Stonehenge and Salisbury Plain, Wiltshire. But researchers believe it may have been important for them to contribute animals from their homelands. The comprehensive isotope analysis of the book... Jesus. Not this is on, anymore. What, what are you on about? This is on page three. <laughs> is there a picture? Um, yeah, it's of a lady in like a red body. It's way too high up there. Oh, I don't think that's illustration, that. The comp comprehensive isotope analysis of the bones of a... Boring, boring, boring. Boring, yeah. boring, boring, boring. Fun times. Boring, boring, boring. Well, let's go Let's go to fun times, shall we? Let's go to Rainbow George. Good evening, George. Good evening. Where is Salisbury? It's in Wiltshire. Isn't that Salisbury? No, it's, it's, it's spelt Salisbury. <laughs> I tried to call you back last night. What? No, we, we don't allow double bubble. Well, occasionally you do. Very, very occasionally. Cause I was, I, I was going to call you careless Ian, but I decided I wanted to call you couldn't care less Ian. Okay. So worth a second that? call. <laughs> Sorry? Sorry, that was worth the second call. Sorry, we missed it. Yeah, well, it's. Does that sound better to you? It does sound a whole lot better. Good. <laughs> how long have we got? It depends how interesting you are. Well, it's all, all got a bit synchronistic again. About 30 it, seconds. <laughs> no, just just talking about Charlie Wolf. I used to have lots of ding-dongs with him years ago. And uh, he married a girl that I used to be acquainted with, not not not, not in a, a sexual way. And, uh, Estelle? Estelle, yeah. Yeah, I've just, I've just tweeted her. Yeah. Say hello from Rainbow George. I, I won't. <laughs> you won't? No, I won't, George. You you tweet her. I'm not going to say hello to her from you. I'm, I've, I've messaged her about something far more important. I told you I don't know how to tweet. OK, well, Google it. <laughs> but anyway... Ask someone it, on Twitter. It, it's all very synchronistic. It, it goes... it's a, it's a, well, what, what is synchronistic? We mentioned a presenter that used to be on this station 15, 20 years ago. Uh, wh yes. Where's the synchronicity in that? It's, it's... No, the synchronicity is with my ex-girlfriend, the love of my life, a girl called Penny, who...
split out with me and married a Mr. Wolf. Um, is, so that is synchronistic. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And, well, it's, uh, and, well, it's, and it's, it's, it's not synchronicity. Yes, it is. Because uh, I'm also looking at the first page of, of the book that I was trying to write back in 1977. And Here we I, go. Syn- synchronicity. The yes. simultaneous occurrence of events which appear significantly related but have no discernible causal, causal connection. Yeah, exactly. But that, but that doesn't... But me mentioning Charlie Wolf and the fact that the woman that you split up with married someone called Wolf, there is... That is not a simultaneous occurren, occurrence of events. Because um, that it, happened... How long ago did you split up with her? 1975. Right, if I'd have mentioned Charlie Wolf in 1975, around about the time you split up, that could then be considered synchronicity. That happened. actually. Okay, that happened 43 years ago. That's not synchronicity. Yes, it is. No, it's not, because you don't understand the concept of time in that case. Yeah, but you're not letting me tell the story. Okay, well, tell me how something that happened to you 43 years ago and me mentioning someone's name now is um, synchronous. I I write the first page of this book called A Nightingale Sang by George Weiss, Chapter One, The Passionate Pilgrim. Hang on, he's George Weiss. Sorry? You're, that's you! That's the title. That's me, yeah. Yep. Uh, the West of Southern Ireland, Connemara. Don't read. Don't read. No, because when you read... I don't like people phoning up talk shows and reading. You did this the why other don't day. You, why don't you finish your book, George? You, you spend a lot of time and energy talking about the unfinished book, but why don't you finish it? Yeah, but I, I, the first page I invented... Uh, a story that didn't actually happen. I know, you've told it to us before. Yeah. yeah. What, what, but back what, to my original question. Why don't you finish it? What What did I tell, tell you before, Ian? You, you told us a story about um, like being in Ireland or something and you made something up and then it happened or something. No, I, I, I write the first page of, uh, of this book and I pretend to be in the car with pennies. You've definitely told us this before. I just don't remember it, but you've definitely told us this. Did I? Yes. Well, in, in what I made up, like she's giving me a blowjob in the car, and uh, I made that up, and it didn't happen. And and then the story I was trying to tell you... If you got in, bl- blown off in a car by a copper? No, getting stitched up by two coppers who, who invented a story of, of something that they said was happening. So you've never received oral pleasure in a car from a lady? Yes, I have, but no... no. Well, then the coppers got it right. No, they didn't. Just not... Ah, they... In synchronicity, they did. Oh, yes, buddy! Yes! Synchronimous. A synchronimous blowjob. It was... When it went to court, it did go to court. And you got uh, caught. the girl I, I was with, she, she was uh, an Irish girl. Um, I'd spent the, the, the weekend before in, in a hotel in a big double bed <laughs> with a former Miss Island and nothing had happened. We'd well, played Scrabble all weekend. Tell me, tell me about it. Sorry? No, nothing. Carry on. 
and uh, and I, I'm driven back to London. I'm going along the Edgware Road. I think I'm going to go to gamble at the Victoria Club. I just got no idea what's going on anymore. This is more confusing than the Brexit. Do you know what would debate. help if he'd finished the book? Why didn't you finish the book, George? I wasn't meant to finish the book. It's, okay. it, it, it's, uh... it's, it's all pre-written, isn't it? Yes, of course. Okay, well, you're, you're not meant to finish this phone call either. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. It's a late night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. It, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already. Excuse me. On Talk Radio. <laughs> oh man, alive. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Catherine, I'm so tempted just to go home. So tempted just to go home. Why? Oh, I'll tell you why in a bit. I'll tell you why in a bit. Let's just go home. Let's just go. Can we not just can we not just put like a best of John Nicholson on or something and just just go home? These here's the thing, listeners. You don't deserve this show. You don't deserve this. Right? You don't deserve this. This is the best radio show on not just not just in this moment in time right not just in this moment in time ever it's the best radio show ever right and it will go one day and it, it will be done and it will be gone okay and and then you'll have to listen to just like the brexit then you'll have brexit phone in late at night or you'll have trump phone in late at night or you'll have a quiz is that what you want just, just make the most of this while it's here, you scumbags. You're all scumbags. I'm tempted not to do anything for the rest of the show. That's what I'm tempted to do. I'm tempted to update my Mac OS to Mojave. Oh. I that's what I'm tempted to do. That's so, never, to, never a good idea, so is it? So in the next 20 minutes, updating my Mac OS to Mojave. That's what I'm tempted to do. Tempted to play some African rhythms. All right, no, fingers. don't. Let's not. It's not that bad. Yes, happen to air. I tell you, we're going to do. I know exactly what we're going to do. Go on. We um, remember we played that bit of classical music the other day. What was the guy's name? Vaughan Williams. Yeah. Should we play some more? Yeah. Should we play the track that I meant to play? Because I played the wrong track. Let me see if I've got it on my on the old computer. No, the old computer. Uh, Vaughan Williams, I haven't got it on the old computer. That's uh, annoying because I want to make sure that I play. I want to make sure that I play the right one because last time I played the wrong one. Vaughan Williams. Which was the one that I played last time? Um... Oh. Bear with us, dear listener. Bear with us, or not? But don't, don't bear with us if you don't want. It's absolutely—it's your prerogative. And what was the last one I played? Was it the Lark Ascending or is it Fantasia? It was Fantasia. Right, we'll play the Lark Ascending then, because this is the one I meant to play. Let's play this. 
Let's have, let's have 13 minutes of peace. <laughs> is that how long it is? Yeah. Beautiful. Let me just check. This is... Uh... I'll go and put the kettle on. Is this the right one? Let me just jump forward a bit, see if it's the right one. I don't know if it's the right one. No. Hang on a minute, let me go to Amazon and let me find the CD. We'll get there, guys. This is going to be worth it. Ah, Sodom. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, Sodom. Screw them. Screw the lot of them. Vaughan Williams. Maybe I did play the... What was the last one we played? The Lark Ascending? No, I think it was Fantasia on a theme of... Oh, I don't think it was. Oh, was that the one you meant to? Maybe that was the one I meant to. Um, let's, uh, um, let's have a little look. Hang on, let's... Hang on a minute. Bear with us. Or don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> On a theme. No, that's not it. No, I know what we're going to play. I know what we're going to play. Microphone's off.
across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Some record, huh? 0344 499 Let's go to Janae. Good evening, Janaid. How are you, Ian? I'm good, Janae. Is your radio on, man? No, I, oh. I, took it, I, I took it off. Good lad. Well done. What you got for us? I just want to say thank you for the other day. I'm feeling a lot better today. Oh, really? Oh, that's good, because me and Catherine were talking about you today and wondering how you were getting on. Are you, you, are you, are you feeling a bit better? Yeah, I went for a nice long walk. Ooh. And, and I'll, I'll be watching the football. Uh-oh. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot better today. I think going for a walk, is, it doesn't work for everyone, right? But going for a walk for me is one of the best is one of the best things and just getting losing myself from an hour hour and a half half an hour however long i've got it's a healthy thing to do yeah uh, and i, I forget that it makes me feel better i should do it more often and i really appreciate that you that you were really kind to me the other day hey man that's uh that's I, 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 I don't want to say thank you well thank you very much for um How's your how's your day been? How, my how day been? has been all right. It's been all right. Um, uh, yeah, it's been all right, man. It's, I'm still, um, I'm still. I had quite a nasty car crash a couple of weeks ago, Janaid. I don't know if if you heard oh. me talking about that. And um, it's, that. yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, I can't say on air what happened really for many many reasons. I hope you didn't get hurt. I didn't get hurt. I didn't get hurt. Someone did get hurt. And it has really shook me up. And that's putting it mildly. It's upset me significantly. And I'm struggling to kind of get over that. It must be hard to overcome. But hopefully you'll be fine with time. I think so. Time's a good healer, isn't it? Time is time is a good healer. There's old cliches and those old um, you know lines. There's a reason that we say them because because they are. But um, yeah, the last couple of weeks has been um, uh, it's been tough, man. And I'm not quite sure how I'm not quite sure how I get over this crash and what I saw and so I don't know how quite Catherine how I'm going to get over it. I think you just keep going. You have to keep going, I suppose. Uh, I think the sun will shine one day on all of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me on, and hopefully I will give you a call back. Yeah, do, man. A lot of people will be punching the air hearing you sound a lot better than you did the other day, Janae. So thank you, man. Yeah. I just wanted to, wanted to say to everybody, there's always hope. There's always hope. Don't give up. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful phrase, brother. Thanks very much for the update, Janae. We'll speak again. Thank you. Thank you. Nice guy. I was worried I'd been a little bit harsher than the other day, and um, uh, he, Janae called June. It was a particularly heavy show, and um, uh, it was a particularly heavy show, and I was worried that I was a little bit short with him. I don't think I was, actually, in hindsight, but afterwards I was thinking, oh, shit, well, that's good to hear him on the upswing, no, I mean, as the, they say. The concern is, and I think this is what was going on with Janae, he, he was asking for medical advice and really yeah. the, the best person to go and talk to is your GP. Yeah. And we can't take on that responsibility. It's not fair no. on you. Well, have my licence revoked? <laughs> Partly because I gave the wrong advice. Um, but I just, I don't want to keep banging on about it, but I just don't know how to get over 
what happened, you know. And I'm being deliberately vague out of respect of the law. It wasn't my fault, but... Um, and out of respect to, you know, to people that were involved in it. OK, well, here's the thing. Yeah? You're not going to get over it like that, obviously, right? Yeah. Just keep going, and if you want to talk, you can always talk to me. Yeah. You know, I just keep seeing it. I know. Keep seeing it. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, anyway, 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 anyway. So, 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome to uh, to give us a call um, between now and one o'clock. Here we go. A quarter of young adults who watch porn are addicted. I totally get this as a drug addict, a sex addict, anything. What was, oh, I was, oh, fine. May M-A-E, I can't remember her last name. She's got a really good series on Radio 4. She's a comedian. Oh, I was listening to that. I thought it was brilliant. Yes. About addiction. Yes, American. American, Canadian, Mm -hmm. something like that. And she was talking about how she, um, first of all, she was addicted to, obsessed with Bette Midler. Yeah, and And then then comedy. And then stand-up comedy. Um, Yeah, I I, 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 I mean... Martin. May Martin. May Martin. See if she'll come on the show right. and plug her show. I know it's always weird plugging other shows on other radio stations, but I thought it was so funny and so insightful. Um, I think next week's is going to be about her being a drug addict. I think I don't. I don't know her. I'm not aware of her, but um, I thought it was a lot of those, a lot of those six thirty comedies on BBC Radio Four. A lousy. The now show. There is, uh, there is, uh, they're as funny as as um, that Ricky Gervais thing, right? Um, I.e., not very funny. When was it? Yesterday. I don't know. I don't know. It was yesterday or Tuesday? Yeah. Anyway, um, but this there this made me laugh a lot. I thought it was very observant. I thought it was really honest as well. When she's like talking about being fourteen and writing like a sexual fan fiction blog about this comedy troupe that she would go and see every night, five nights a week. And one of the guys said, Hey, after the show, hey, you're you're May, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, you come to the shows a lot, don't you? Yeah. Do you have a blog? Yeah, yeah, I do. Could could you stop writing that we're having a relationship because you're 14 and it doesn't look great on me. Uh, it, it was so funny. Yeah, and he obviously felt awkward about it. Cause yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if we can get her on, All see right. if she'll be up for coming Just in one night. Because I thought she was, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Most young adults watch pornography. Hmm. I don't know if I'd agree with that statement. Most young adults? I don't know. Most young adults watch pornography. It's been a long time since I was a young adult. Stay there, Simon. Most young adults. Okay, well, I don't know if I'd necessarily buy that. Most young adults watch pornography, and almost a quarter of those who do may be addicted, according to a shocking BBC documentary. I'm shocked that it's as, as little as that. Here's the thing. People think that addiction is means you can't stop drinking or you can't stop shoving stuff up your nose or in your arm. It's not that at all, man. You can be... Well, she's, as Martin says, you, you can be... Addiction is chasing a dopamine high... And that can be through anything. That can be through sex, through porn, through masturbation, through cocaine, through beer, through shopping, through video games, through, uh, um, you know, bidding on, on eBay, through gambling. That's what it is. It's filling that hole in your soul that feels... But, uh, here's the thing. Smartphones, man. Smartphones. That's a dopamine rush. 
You you wait. This this story, I'm surprised this story hasn't come out yet. It will come out at some point, right? They don't want you to know it. They don't want you to know it. It will come out at some point that we're all addicted to smartphones. A proper addicted. Little ding goes off. Here's the thing. You've got your phone in your pocket and it dings or vibrates. See how long you can keep it in your pocket for. Yeah. See how long. I'm the same, right? But see how long. You, I bet it's not more than a minute. Another thing. There are people that are addicted to trolling. Yeah, yeah. That's how they get their kicks. Yeah. Tell me about, tell me about it. Porn Laid Bear explores abuse and drugging in the sex industry and reveals the toxic effect, the toxic effect that explicit material may be having on young people's relationships and self-esteem. In a survey, I told you this on Periscope last night, didn't I? Mm-hmm. About um, the guy from the specials, Terry Hall. That's yes. It. This is incredible, right? I'm not a massive specials fan, so I don't know much about them. Well, Terry Hall, about 20 years ago, did a 22 years ago, did a great solo album, I think called Laugh or Smile or something. Anyway, uh, something to do with, with, with showing happiness facially. <laughs> right. Uh, it was a great, great album, right? And, and um, Our Lips Are Sealed by Funboy 3, covered by the Go-Go's, is one of the greatest pop songs of all time. I'm not quite sure why Laugh. the phone's good meant. Thank you. Um, and Special's got a new album out. Again, I'm not really a Special's fan, and they played a few tracks, and it didn't really work for me. But I get the cultural and, and, and racial importance of the band, totally. Um, it's on Radio 4 on Front Row, and um, he kind of said... Um, he, he just said, I can't even remember how it came about. He said, oh, well, when I was 12, I think 14, 12, let's say, I was abducted and kidnapped and taken to France and held prisoner by a gang, a, a, a paedophile gang. And the presenter went, sorry, what? Is that common knowledge? He said, oh, I've said it before, but yeah. He said, I'm really sorry to, to push you on this. And you don't have to answer if you don't want, but what happened? And he obviously was very uncomfortable. He's obviously talked about it before. He's obviously gone through a lot of therapy, yeah. I, I would imagine. This is what I picked up. And um, but he was still obviously very very uncomfortable talking about it. But he, he said he said I didn't I didn't I sort of knew them but didn't. It was supposed to be a school trip and it wasn't. And I got taken to France and kidnapped and I escaped. Flipping heck! That's Terry Hall from the specials. It was incredible, and you could hear it was I can't remember the guy's name, John Wilson I think it is that does front row, and uh, he didn't know what to say. He was there doing an, an interview about a new album, and suddenly that he's he's got this yeah. thrown at him, or you know, gently rolled over to him. It was an incredible interview, actually. It's really, really amazing. Um, in a server, the phone's got Simon, Dave, Henry, and Jerry. Stay there. I'm not buying two of those names, but let's see. In a survey carried out for the program, which follows six British men and women into Spain's murky porn world. 77% of young men and nearly half of young women admitted to watching porn within the last month. Some 23% of the 18 to 25-year-olds who admit watching porn said they might be addicted to it, while a third said they had been encouraged to have riskier sex after watching extreme material online. Well, that doesn't mean anything. What does riskier sex mean? Without riskier a condom? Than what? Well, yeah, without a condom. Does that mean doing it outside? Does that mean a little bit spanky? Don't know what that means. Uh, over half of men said pornography was their main source of sex education compared to a third of women, and you wonder why we need sex education classes in school. Uh, but the poll also showed that many young people believe pornography creates unrealistic expectations around sex. 
Um, one in four said watching porn had stunted their self-confidence and made them consider plastic surgery. Oh, wow. And women were concerned about how porn depicts other women with 50% saying it's dehumanising. It's not just women that, that worry about that. Trust me. Um, uh, okay. It doesn't, it doesn't really go on. The, the, the addiction is just the headline. It doesn't really mm-hmm. go on to explain it. Right, we've got four calls lined up. We're going to have a quick break and then we're going to go to them. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh, my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Let's go to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Good evening, how are you? None how of your business. You? I'm fine, thank you, Jerry. I need a pee, actually. I've had, I've had well, too much coffee and it's gone straight as, through as me. We say, as we say up here, what's happening? What's happening? We're coming up to Glasgow uh, in June. I know, I know. I know. Uh, I, I meant to ask you, where did you visit the last time you were in Glasgow? Where did we visit? Yeah, it was... A... Not a lot. We, we, we played at the stand in Glasgow last time and we went yeah. to the shopping centre. Yeah, because we were staying in Edinburgh. We were we? staying we, in Edinburgh. Yeah, we only came so over bo- just before the show. So boring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. But this time we're staying in Edinburgh. We don't know where yet. We need to get uh, an Glasgow. Airbnb. Glasgow. Uh, Glasgow. Sorry, yeah. this time we're staying in Glasgow. Well, we're doing honest, a... I, don't, I don't know much about Edinburgh, apart from the big cannon. But apart from that, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're coming. We're coming to Glasgow. We're staying in Glasgow overnight. So where should we go? Well, that's what I was coming on to. Oh. To suggest things to eat. Places yeah. to see. Oh, yes. Here we go. This is it, brother. This is what we need. Well, Thank you. Yes. Okay. Well, where are you staying in Glasgow? Do you don't, know? Don't know yet. We got. We're going to do an Airbnb. Here, here's the thing. Where should we not stay? Aye, yes. Oh, well, well, you should go everywhere in Glasgow. I, I would say. There's no areas where you would be better. Of the Scottish tourist world. But no, yeah, I, I think you should go to the East End of Glasgow. Okay. Yeah, we'll go there. Yeah, very poor part of Glasgow, with a lot of history. Yeah. Uh, the one place you should go to is the Blue Lagoon chip shop. I'm not going to go to Glasgow and get some chips. No. A bag of you're chips. Going to get, you're going to get your deep fried Mars bar. No, oh, that, is, that is not a real... That's just for tourists, though, isn't it? That's yeah. not a real Glaswegian thing. I'll tell you what's even better is a deep fried mountain. Oh, you dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> is it true they do a deep fried macaroni cheese pie? Oh, they do deep fried. They deep fry you, can. <laughs> well, they can try. Struth. Might need a bigger pan. See, these signs still long enough to deep fry you. Truth. <laughs> All right, maybe. I just phoned in to try and cheer you up, but regardless. Bless you, brother. Uh, Justin Bieber. Sorry? Had a deep fried Mars bar in the Blue Lagoon and the photographs up, up on the. In the back of the deep fried fryer. <laughs> oh my god! Bieber. Wowzers! Was that was, was that when he was in his reckless stage? Oh no! I think he was quite sensible then. I think after he had the deep fried Mars bar, he went off the edge. <laughs> 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 but that is one the blue lagoon. They've got a photograph of it. All right. Well, I want to go. Well, I, if I go in there, I want them to recognise me, and I want my photo right next to the Bieber. That's what well, I want. I, I think you should. So give them a heads up that we're coming. You're a legend. There yeah. we go. Here we go. This is what we. You this is what, what I mean. we want. This is what we want. Are you coming to the show, Jerry? I will try. I well, will make an attempt. So it depends on. Sorry. Uh, but carry on with the dates and the. 
Well, the date is it's uh, the Saturday, June the first. Okay. Uh, and the venue? <laughs> the Flying Duck. Right. And the the time is seven thirty. It's going to go. I'm busy. No, 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 no. I, I'll make an attempt. All right. I'll make an attempt. I suspect. But, I mean, I love you then. anyway, regardless. I love you I'm, too, brother. I, You're. A... I'll, be, I'll, I'll be there in spirit. Anyway. Thank you very much indeed, Jerry. That's what we want. That's what we prefer. People who who are there in spirit as opposed to those who actually pay to to buy <laughs> tickets and come and sit down and, and cheer us on. Big fan. Big fan. Let's go to Henry. Good evening, Henry. Ian, I have never talked to you before, but I've listened to you and Kicking Cats for a thousand years. A thousand years. Is there any chance that, that um, you could pick up your telephone and speak to us? Would that be possible? Because you sound very distant. I have been listening to you and Kicking Cat for the last thousand years. Does it, that help? It sounds much better. It sounds like you've been drinking for that long as well. I cannot tell you that I live just around the corner from Cheltenham, a race course, and I have been a winner. Oh. oh you... That means nothing. I want to talk to you about... Uh, Jesus. No. No. Something more... Well, the coming, actually, very close to Jesus. Not the first Wine. coming, not the second coming, the 13th coming. The 13th coming? You've been busy tonight. I am... Where do you get the stamina? Years I am 60 years of age, yep. and I still come 13 times a day. Bloody hell. And I make it my business. Well, as long I as it's nobody else's business. Um, why? No, it's not. It's, why? Because, it keeps, because I believe if you lose it, you lose it. Yeah. And I've never lost it. Okay. And the bottom line is here, Ian. Yes. I want you to know that there are very old people like myself who are obviously uh, dis disregarded by the mainstream uh, human Well, your, your stream is not disregarded, it would appear. It's, it's, it's quite constant. No, they're very nice where I come from. They, <laughs> they really appreciate me. Yeah. But the bottom, the bottom line is yeah. if you don't look after it... And you don't make it come very often, yes. then you may lose it forever. I worry that if you if you if it's if you're using it thirteen times a day, it's going to drop off. No, it used to be twenty-five. Oh, you know, you've uh, cut down. You've slowed down I, as you got older. Right down, yes. And are you? Can I ask? Are you doing this on your own, or is there is there somebody helping you? Now I have choices. I'm very, very fortunate. I live in the Cotswolds. Choices? You know how it is. In the Cotswolds, so sheep. Well, funny enough, did you get my Welsh accent? Okay. I need to go to go to the Welsh area, probably especially on Saturday coming up. Okay, coming up again. Um, So why did you think it necessary to phone me and Catherine and tell us how many times a day you ejaculate? I'll tell you why. Please do. Because the, the little monkey, who my, luckily my daughter is uh, getting rid of very shortly, very shortly. She's getting rid of him. Yes. Oh, he he was he's got, uh, he's got questioning my, uh, my whatever you call it. Uh, I've lived all over the world. I've made love all over the world. You've made love all over the world, and your, your girlfriend's boyfriend was challenging that, so you 
told him yeah. how many times a day you you told your girl you told your daughter's boyfriend how My many times a day you ejaculate. I, I, I would hope he would be able to keep up. Okay, thanks very much indeed for your call. Wow, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Rory has tweeted, I've never listened to Ian Lee on Talk Radio before tonight. I'm shocked. Yeah, me too. Flipping heck. Sorry you had to hear, hear that, Amy. You're a young lady and I feel bad that you've heard an old man um, boasting. I was boasting. Wow. And that's cutting down. When I was when I was uh, 16 once, once, 14 times in a day. But by the end, it was sand. But that was 16. That is 16. Wowzers. I'm amazed you managed to stay on the phone as long as you did, because obviously you had business to attend to. I mean. Good evening, Dave. Hello, Ian. Hello, Kath. How are you? Very, very, very... No, it is your business, Dave. It's your business. You're the only one who is allowed to, uh, to know this. Um, very, very well, thank you. Boyd, by having seen Slade in Flame tonight, great movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, of course I've seen it, yeah. Um, I tried to get... I, I wasn't working tonight. I was suddenly not working. I tried to get tickets, but it was well sold out. It was sold out, yeah. It was seeing it with an audience. I'd never seen it on the big screen with an audience before. And, uh, yeah, a lot of it's laughs. A beautiful, beautiful cinema as well. Yeah, it's it? a great cinema. Well, the, um... Heavenly, Heavenly, the which is Martin, whose name I can't remember, who we met, Sarah Cracknell's husband. Martin Kelly. Martin Kelly. They do like a monthly thing there, so I'm going to drop him a little line and see what else is uh, what else is going on. But yeah, it was it was a, it was a great cinema, great vibe. Um, we met a Debbie who works for Dave Hill, and she looked after us like an absolute star. Got to have a little chat. With Dave, bumped into Jonathan, who listens to... I don't even know if Jonathan listens to the show very often, but he always seems to be at things we go to. It was lovely. Really, really good night. So, um, uh, quite inspiring. Yeah, I mean, um, I saw the Beatles... When, you know, the Beatles... Um, uh, what was it? The tour film that was uh, made recently, documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Days yeah, I was a little bit disappointed. It wasn't that great, yeah. No, it's rubbish. Colorized colour, well, footage. Yeah, but we saw it there, and it was, um, you know... Yeah, Colourised footage and, and Sigourney yeah. Weaver, and you're thinking to both things, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> what a rubbish. What, while I was hanging on, he was talking about uh, Terry Hall. Yeah. I don't know if you know the second um, uh, Funboy 3 album, Waiting. No, I, all, I've, all I had was... Like, I think I had like the best of Funboy Three or something, and I wasn't that impressed with it. But but uh, but actually, uh, but our lips are sealed. Is um is it's some a classic classic pop song. Oh, it's it? great, isn't it? Yeah, um, but on that album, there's a song called "Well Fancy That!" Yeah. Exclamation mark, and it's about exactly what he said about it. it's not it's not laid out in those terms. Oh, really? Is 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 it's a more well it's called the well fancy that ex- exclamation mark but it's a it's a it's a rare old pop song. Um, I was going to phone up about saying heavy. I don't know if we're in the mood or not. Oh, no, listen, we're in the, hang on a minute. We're, we're in the mood for something heavy in a second. Can 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 we have a time out for a second, Dave? Yeah, just yeah, because sure. I've noticed my colleague Catherine Boyle. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's just started smirking, and I'm. I just need to find out why. Why are you smirking? Because I'm trying to. 
I'm trying to find the right words to tell the social media guys what exactly we're sending them in the form of Henry's clip. Ah, uh, yeah, that's going to be a video tomorrow. And so I've, I, I've Googled... Henry's going viral. I've There's go- a surprise. I've Googled euphemisms. Yeah. <laughs> One of them. Like a real-life Roly Birkin. Club, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, well, one girl was very badly burned. Well, <laughs> I made love all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> One of the... Swiss, so Swiss Tony, I thought, you know. <laughs> One of the euphemisms, of which there are many here, and they're all wonderful... Um, he's badgering the witness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hey, yeah, yeah. Dave, now, now you need to calm down because Dave's got something a little bit heavy. Okay. And if you're uh, sniggering yeah. in the background, well, let me just do this. Well, d- just <laughs> all right. You, you carry on without me. All right, we, we generally uh, do. Go on, Dave. Go on. It's taken me a couple of weeks to make this call. Go um, on. So, um. Uh, a bit of background. About four or five years ago, I decided I had enough, and um, I wrote letters and oh, no. um, divided up record collections who I wanted to go to, and decided I was going to go to a railway station and uh, catch a train in the most. Um, oh, Dave! I'm sorry, brother. That's all right. That's uh, all right. I didn't. Uh, oh. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> good. Well, I'm, I'm, um, I'm glad you didn't because you're a good. And I man. haven't been in that in that sort of frame of mind for years. Who actually. was gonna Who was gonna get Who was gonna get the best <laughs> records? <laughs> who was, well, it depends what you call the best records, you know. That's but, true. Um, uh, yeah. Go on. Anyway, um, and uh, sort of every time I go through that station now, I tend to look at the spot I was at. Yeah. Did um, you actually go and stand there? Yeah. Wow. And the train was coming, and what was if you don't mind me asking? No, no, what was the split second thing, thought, idea, light, whatever that 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 made you take that step backwards? Uh, honestly, um, all week I just been feeling completely numb and just you know going through life and just not feeling anything at all. And at that moment, I felt absolutely terrified, and then I realised I felt something. Okay. Um, for the first time in a week, and I suddenly felt, you know, I didn't want, I, you know, you suddenly didn't want to do it. And I, and I virtually just went to work and didn't, you know, just, you know, just, just, uh, I suddenly just felt something and it just suddenly, you know, sort of, I, I didn't feel numb anymore. Yeah. I felt alive. Yeah. Um, wow. But, um, so I'll say every time I go through there now, I look at that spot and sort of think, how far you come, sort of thing. And um, I was travelling home from London a few weeks ago. Our piece was quite vague. Um, and I got off at the station, looked over at the spot, and there was someone standing there. Um, and then you, uh, you so when you get when you're going home from work, you feel that um, you're thinking of other things, what you're having to eat and stuff. I looked over there, didn't think much of it, and then I heard the thing. You know, there is, trains not stopping at this station. And I had some of this sickness rising in my stomach. Yeah. And they went. They were standing exactly at the spot I'd stood on, what, six years ago? And they went. Oh, mate. And, um, Jesus. Yeah. And it sort of, um, <laughs> it, I, it sort of, I, I, don't know, I just couldn't stop looking at the spot for ages. And there were people sort of shouting and all that sort of stuff. And the strange part, I don't really want to go into details, it's not my story to, you know, mm. you know it's not, that's not part of my story. I don't really want to say where it was. No, 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 exactly. You're, you're, yeah, of course. Yeah, because that's, that's not my, um, 
And sort of the next day, I heard people talking. There's a couple of people who were sort of working in London as well. I said, oh, you know, some selfish bugger sort of, mm. you know, threw himself in front of the train. And it's like, oh, God, I wish I could tell you, but I really couldn't talk about it. And a couple of days later, I had to go and, you know, do a statement with the uh, with the police and everything. The statement, um, the statement after an incident. Hmm. Is uh, I had to give a statement the other week, last week. I think yeah. it was about the, the crash. That's tough, isn't it? It's tough. It, yeah. It's tougher. It was significant. It was certainly a lot longer than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Um, and it was. It's. Uh, it's a lot tougher, isn't it? When you have to go into the detail, uh, the minute, yeah. as much minute detail as you can. Exactly. Um, and I some of brain. You always think your brain sort of um, blocks some of it out because. You don't want to remember bits of it, and um, so whether you—it's just a, this is a, a, a sort of your mind as a sort of self-preservation thing where it where it uh, doesn't want to do that. Um, and sort of I carried on. So I didn't tell anyone about it. I mean, and then I was at work and things were going wrong, you know, as they do. You know, you know, the customer was being an idiot and all this work was going wrong. And suddenly, sort of six years telescoped into nothing and I felt all those feelings again. And it was just knocked you for six. And, you, you know, and I went online and sort of said, oh, you know, I've said the stupid things you say when you just really don't, you've got this screaming thing in your head. Yeah. You don't know what to do. And, I mean, luckily since then I've seen um, people who, you know, specialists who are, you know, yeah. trained to counsel people with those sort of things. Um, but I wish I'd been, uh, it's very strange, you know, um, Keith Flint dying recently and you got this thing of um, you wish you could talk to someone about it but there's, there's that sort of that sort of shame and that sort of thing and you know oh god you saw someone die you shouldn't really you know be that guilty about not um, <laughs> uh, not being able to handle it, oh, but, you know. it the guilt is natural though isn't it unfortunately yeah, yeah I think it is it is, um, it is. And, it is and, it is, and so when I heard so roughly what had happened to you, I thought, is this going to help at all me ringing up? Honestly, probably not. No. But, 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 um, how are you, how are you now? I can hear you're obviously still very upset and it's <sighs> very recent. It's just, just, I, don't, I haven't talked about it that often. I talk about boss. Luckily, my boss is a really understanding guy and he knew there was something wrong. Cause mm. I'm just, I just went and sort of, when I was working, just went and cried for about half an hour. So we just, you know, it all got too much. And then, you know, um, we had a word with him and he just sort of, you know, offered me all sorts of different stuff, which luckily I'd already got in place. Um, I'm, I'm okay, but, um, I'm not going to ever forget it. <laughs> there's, um, um, I bet there's a lot of, well, what if I'd spoken to the person? What if I'd gone and stood next to them? What I, if I, you know, what if, uh, a lot of my thinking is, and I'm, yeah, yeah, trying, very, I'm trying not to make it matter, but a lot of my, my thinking yeah, is, right. if I left five minutes later, yes, then yeah. it it wouldn't have happened. Well, yeah. it, you know what? It it probably would, you know, it, it's, it's, it's strange. It, and the guilt is, uh, the guilt is horrible, but it's natural. Don't. Yeah, and, and try not to make it about yourself. I yeah. had I had this sudden thing of, if I'd gone that day, that's what someone else would have seen, if you get what I mean, because it was exactly the same place. I was like, I was sort of seeing what I would have, you know, someone else would have seen from, you know, it's, it's really weird. And but I also, sort of thought, also yeah. it is, 
you know, the person that did what they, the person that took their own life, that's their story and that's mm. their, their, their husband's exactly. story and yeah. their kids. Exactly. You know, that's their, the story of that family, right? Mm. But your story is equally as valid. Your story is mm. what you saw and what you heard and what you smelt and what you felt. And that is equally mm. as valid. Okay, you're still alive, but that yeah. doesn't mean your story is any less important to you and to your the people that are close uh, uh, around you. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I say it, it shook me up for, for a couple of for a couple of weeks. I'm you know, sort of, I haven't said it said it out loud that often. I, you know, sort of use of show as therapy. But. No, no, no. Hey, listen, you're not not at all, not at all. And, and we talked about you know perhaps some people the other day being vampires. I don't consider this to be a vampire call at all. I consider <laughs> no, this no. to be a great. You know, we've met you a few times and you're a good man. Yeah, and yeah. You've brought us yeah. gifts and stuff. Yeah. Um, which I, well, more people should do, um, but no, you're a good man, and, uh, and this is not in any way a vampire call. And I appreciate that you're doing it in some ways, trying to offer me a hand, and that is that yeah. is cool. But also, I'm hoping that it's helpful to you in some way. Yeah, um, it, it is. You've been able to do this, but it, it, I bet that what happened to me the other day, and this is not an, in any way an exaggeration. People might go, "Yeah, but it, it'll pass." This has changed my life and oh, my yeah. behaviour yeah. forever. For mm. Ever and I bet that's the same thing for you. It won't always be as sharp as this and and as 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 fresh as this, but that's going to change you forever. Yeah, exactly. well, even in a small way. I remember I was you'll you'll know this area quite well, but I drove for a, on the Marlow bypass. Yeah, <laughs> and my um, uh, car completely gave out. My you know sort of um, and sort of made it sort of I had crawled to the side of the, Every time I go over that spot now, I have a little shiver of. You know, remembering that that yeah. point, even though it was about twenty twenty five years ago, yeah. so it never it never goes away. I just like to say as well, um, daylight music, which um you mentioned right. Oh yeah, the show, with Emma, Emma Pollock, yeah, yeah, I go to it quite a lot. It's really good, and I encourage anyone in London who's never been. Um, you just rock up. There's kids can go, anyone can go. Oh. You just pay whatever you can. It's a bit sort of North London. In fact, they have sort of you know a lot of uh, vegan and gluten free um, you know cake, but, marijuana, uh, hash, hashish cakes. Exactly, but you know it's really it's really laid back, and it's that thing. If you're going to be in London and you sort of want a, a nice way to wake up, it's um, it's great, and it's always you know they've always got interesting stuff on, and you know. So I really encourage anyone who can make it. I think I'm going to go along on Saturday, actually, um, because I'm, I'm a fan of the Delgados as well. So, yeah, um, I was going yeah. to, but actually it's a, it's a little bit tricky now. But we we give us a call Saturday night. We're in yeah. on Saturday night. Let us know how it goes. I will let you know how it was. But, um, um, Dave, I'm really glad you yeah. didn't kill yourself. I mean that. No, I'm not, I don't mean that as a throwaway yeah, lie. I'm genuinely, yeah, no, no, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm glad no. you didn't, man. No, no. Thank no. you, Dave. Thanks. See you later, brother. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, Bye-bye. Oh, man, what a thing to go through. It's funny, you, talk, you talked about giving the statement. I can remember everything about the accident. Everything. I could even remember what um, exactly how I was positioned as I got out of the car and spoke to the guy in the car in front of me. I can remember everything. Motorbike was involved. I cannot picture the motorbike. Can't see it. Can't see it anywhere. I can see where they pushed it to afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I can see the... Da- I cannot see it. It, it, when I, I getting out of the car, and and soon I can see everything else. I cannot picture where that motorbike is. Isn't that funny? I can remember everything. I can remember every minute detail. I can remember the sound. I can remember the smell. You know, I can remember the feel of the road underneath me. I can remember what everyone was wearing. I cannot picture where that motorbike is in that scenario. It's just blank. Police officer was going. Well, you must have seen it. I said I don't. I don't. 
I, I can't. I cannot. I can tell you where I think it was, but that would not. That's that. That's, it would be a guess. That's not fact. It's not a statement. That's a guess. I can. I can tell you where I imagine it ended up, but I can't. I can't see it. I can see everything else in in full horrible technicolor. Thank you, Dave. Uh, we got Simon. We got Mo. We got Sheila. This is turning into some hour of radio. You guys all needed yes. You all needed close to the edge, and you are pulling out the stops. The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. All right, let's go to Simon in Salisbury. Good evening, Simon. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kath. Hello, Simon. Um, hi, I've been listening to you for a thousand years, and that guy you phoned up was one of the most random phone calls I've ever heard. Well, how many times a day life. can you ejaculate, Simon? I'm more like Christmas. <laughs> Badger in the witness. Christmas is coming, so is Simon. Uh, anyway. Um, I must admit, we're all, but Catherine and I are still reeling from that. That was a very shocking, but very brave admission from that call. I don't think it was brave. I think he tells everybody. <laughs> Even his daughter, it would his seem. daughter's boyfriend. <laughs> Did you say a brave admission or emission? <laughs> oh, if you were here, that would get a high five. I'm going to high five Kath on your behalf. Have this. Well done. That's for that's for you, Simon. Go on. What you got? Right. Um, a bit of a low point, but I want to end up on sort of a, a high note as such because I know okay. you've been going through it recently. Okay. We we have spoken before, and I've gone through a pretty rough 14 months. Yeah. Um, where I separated from my wife. Um. Lost my job, ended up on anxiety and depression tablets, got diagnosed with liver disease, and over the last couple of weeks I've been back to the doctors and I'm now being investigated for cancer. Oh, mate, I'm sorry, (laughs) Simon. Wowzers. However, I'm in a good place. And I think it's uh, uh, something to do. Uh, I have, I've never been to AA, but I think it's the trick they use part of the serendipity prayer to the twelve steps. I the serenity prayer, although a serendipity prayer would be just as awesome. But the serenity prayer, yeah, go yeah, on. Is um, concentrating on the things you can change and don't worry about the things you can't. It's uh, well, here's for those who don't know. I said it um, when I was on about to jump a hundred feet off a ledge, and I'm a celebrity. But it's a great prayer. God, drop the word God if you don't like it. But God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and here's the key bit: the wisdom to know the difference. So you've yeah. been applying that, have you? Yeah. If I take over the three main points, what happened with the wife? I can't change it, so why worry about it now? Yeah. The liver disease. Well, that's my fault. I shouldn't have drunk so much. I'm giving that up now. Um, but I can't change it. It's there. And same as if it turns out to be cancer, well, it's, I can't change it. I can focus on the future, looking oh, after my daughter, focusing good. on her schoolwork. Yeah. So that's why I'm in a good place. That's, this is... Um, this... Um, I'm blown away. Mm. I'm blown away and I'm speechless. Um, this comes at a particularly important time in my life when I, I need to remember that man I need to remember that thank you Simon that's um where, what is so what's the deal with the uh, with the old cancer what are they saying um well I went I had an ulcer under my tongue when I went down to the doctors and he looked at me and I got referred straight up to the hospital yeah 
So I've had um, MRI scan about CT tomorrow. I've got to go and see the consultant about doing a biopsy. Um, well, uh, one of those things. Wow. Um, but I know you've been through, you know, you've had a rough time recently, but, I, you know... You're an inspiration, man. Anything, but I didn't know there's a positive end to our, our, out of everything. Thank you, mate. You're, you're an you're inspiration, and you've reminded me of a, of a basic, you know, and it's easy to forget the basic, so I'm going to take that on board. Thank you very much, Simon, and um, let us know how things go, won't you? Yeah, we'll do, Good luck. Good luck to you, Thanks, and thank Simon. you very much indeed. Serenity prayer's great. Drop the word God from it if you don't, even if you don't use it as a prayer. You just use it as a way of working stuff out. It's, it's easy. It's, it's, it works. Grant me the serenity to accept the serenity to accept the things I can't change, the courage to change the things I can, and he's sucking it up and going, and the wisdom to know the difference. Even if you just write down, right, think, what's worrying me? Can I change that? No. Can I change that? Uh, yeah, I could actually, but it would be quite scary. But I, uh... Let's have some of that tomorrow. Good evening, John. Hello, Ian. John, what have you got? For... It says here you're in North America. Is that true? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm um, I'm based out of uh, New York, and I thought I'd ring you to tell you about the uh, rescheduled monkeys concert I went to. Hang on a second. How many times a day can you ejaculate? Oh my God! I mean, it's important. Oh, it's important. What if I really, really pushed it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm. We had an, we had a sixty year old man tell us he could do it thirteen times in a day. Yeah. You know, I haven't tried pushing it, you know, that that many times for a long time since my youth. So, uh, I know. Um, I mean, who's got the time? I think, I, I think I'd be happy with about six. Jeez. Five or six. Wow. All right, buddy, calm down. So, hang on. Did you go to the Paramount tonight? No, I went to uh, the Beacon Theatre on Saturday night. Jesus, I had tickets for that. I had tickets for that. That's the one, yes. Go on, mate. Tell, go on, Mike, Mike and Mickey. The Mike and Mickey show. Go on, tell me about it. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, they were on good form. Um, one thing I found a bit strange was they, they had, you know, they were playing like six guitars at some on some songs. Yeah. And it was like a wall of sound. So, oh, um, yeah. It's, uh... And Mike Nesmith's vocals aren't so strong these days but it was it was fabulous and they had a good uh, vibe between between each other as well well you know he, he had quadruple heart bypass surgery a, a year ago um and uh he, he's 76 i want to say um, but he's, uh, yeah, I, uh, they played, Saint, excuse us guys, get lost everyone else. They played St. Matthew, didn't they? Um, you don't know, you're, you not, know, that, you're I, not that I much of a know. fan. All right, well, hang on a second, I'm going to play your world. Well, I was only going there, Ian, because you were going. Oh, John, you, yeah, well, listen to this, hang on a second. Here we go. This, no one's heard this. This is Mike Nesmith live in January. Hang on. He's thinking his voice is going, listen to this. I've got, I've got the album of this. No one's heard this anywhere yet.
don't think you convince me. There's a world exclusive. I'll get told off for playing that, but that I've got the whole album in my car. John, I'm deeply envious of you. You make me sick, and I, I hope you had a really, really good time. It was fabulous. Let me know when you're coming over again. Wicked, mate. Thank you very much, John. What nice people we're getting. Uh, let's go to Sheila. Good evening, Sheila. Oh, Ian. Sheila? I don't know what to do. Well, what, about what? Well, you're not going out with that 60-year-old guy, are you? You, you, you can't sit down. <laughs> we, won't, we haven't got much time, so right at the end of the show. Okay. Go on. Right. I've got locked out of my house. Oh. <laughs> and I've broken into my next-door neighbour's house. I don't know what to do. Um, don't break into your next-door neighbour's house, whatever you do, obviously. No, no, I know. But Why don't you break into your house? Because I don't... Okay, I know where he keeps his keys. And I've been sat out in the rain for, like, an hour. Why didn't you phone a locksmith? I phoned you a little while ago, and I've been sat there. I don't know what to do. So I went in, oh and I've been God. sat in the rain. And now I don't know what to do. That's why I'm talking quiet. Okay, well, is he in? He's in. Oh I know the other person that lives in the house, but he's not there. So I've gone into his room... You can't do that. I know, I know. But they're Australian and they're like, you know, neighbours and stuff and they keep their... They, I won't tell you where I live because people... Did you not knock it. on the door? No, because he oh. goes to sleep. They're Australian and he goes to sleep at about seven o'clock. Yeah, in his house. I know. I sat outside for so long in the rain because I didn't have my keys. And I needed the toilet. I had to go somewhere. So I, I went into his house. Um, I don't know what to do now. Phone so a locksmith. What are you doing? Phone a locksmith so that they can break into your house and get out of your neighbour's house. I know. OK, I'm friends with him, so that's fine. But he's asleep at the moment. OK. He's not as bad as it sounds. You're making me sound like a criminal. It's, you are a criminal. You've done something criminal. You've broken into someone's house. But he leaves his keys outside. Oh, he's asking for it, is he? If I were you, he, listen, here's the only thing you can do, Sheila, right, to get out of this, OK, and not get in trouble, OK? OK. You've got, oh, you've got no, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what to do to get out of trouble, OK? It's really simple. You need to get out of that house, but before you do that, you need to murder your neighbour. Okay. He's really big. He's massive. He's really tall. Well, then you've got to go in there hard. Don't! Just get out of there! What are you doing? It's the okay. most nuts thing I've ever heard. Get out and phone a locksmith. Okay. Thanks for your call, Sheila. I'm, not, I'm so scared. Bye-bye. She's like Mr Bloody Bean. That is nuts. Speaking of which, good evening, Mo. You're right, Ian. Yeah, I'm fine, Mo. Ian, I want to ask you a question, quick question. Uh, okay, here we go. Yes, what what a great way to come in, Paul, yeah. <laughs> um, I read on the internet. Okay, so I can't be bothered. Uh troublemaker. He's a troublemaker. Speaking of speaking of troublemakers. Um this is speaking of troublemakers is poor ass. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Get out of that house, you mad woman. Jeez, that is actually no, hang on, I'm just checking my legal book. Oh no, they're Australian, that's fine. It doesn't count. No, no laws apply. He's been in bed since seven. <laughs> it doesn't count. That is nuts. Or go outside quietly and really knock on the door loudly so he lets you back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean uh, Don't murder him either. <laughs> I think it's an off really bad idea. There's an off I think maybe. Last... Oh, we'll, we'll address that to Steve Allen, he can deal with that when he's got enough money to play. Hour of the show, we had a sixty year old man. I heard. <laughs> oh, God. Surprised he had time to talk to us. <laughs> well, he's cut down, thank <laughs> God. 
I've got no. You're, you're lucky not taking calls. Right, right, terrible got... old joke, isn't it? You talked about sexist humour earlier on. There's a great old joke from I think Max Miller used to tell it about uh, my granddad. My granddad, eighty-four, married a girl of seventeen. Married a girl of seventeen, and we said, "What about the wedding night? What about the wedding night?" He said, "Well, she dies. She dies." <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> We've got 20 seconds, Paul. What is on your show tonight? On Sunday I'm night, one of the great voices and guitar and well, piano. He started guitarist, but piano talent of the 20th century would have been 100 years old. We are celebrating by talking to the curator from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Nat King Cole. Oh, 100 years old on Sunday. Wow. So, but Nat King Cole and one of the country's leading verminators to tell us what's lurking in your pillows and your mattresses. Oh, I hate stuff Maybe like that. in no. your clothes. No. There's a story about bed no. bugs that no. were feeding on an no. old couple well, and people thought they were ladybirds that they'd gone Please. red with the blood of human Please beings. Stop. They'd this been in their months. We're, we're be back. a great show. This is time. Stop it. This is talk radio. <laughs> Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.